What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. The wonders of outer space, the planets, the moon, the sheer scale of it all. It is enough to make me want to wish upon a star. Take a star to the right, straight until morning. Neverland. Happy New Year or Happy 2015, however you want to look at it, because you might be looking at your Back to the Future calendar and saying, where is my hoverboard and my flying car? Because yes, it is 2015, but you know, it's not quite October 15th yet, so we still have time to have your hoverboard and also your jacket that dries itself. But uh, this is the Neverland Podcast, and I am Jeremy, I am the Pan, and it's time to bring you a really, really great show this week. I'm having a bit of a change of plan. You know, we had planned like a long time ago that we were going to maybe do a bucket list or a New Year's resolution and everything. But it seems everybody does that. So I kind of wanted to get on with maybe a bit of more business as usual. And uh, we did have something interesting, though, that happened within the last couple of weeks. Uh, on December the 22nd, uh, we lost a dear voice actor who's done work for Disney. Uh, she was Goslin on Darkwing Duck, uh, Christine Cavanaugh. She's also got a lot of other work, and you're going to be very familiar with some of her work. And so I thought it would be fun to dedicate an episode to some of her work. And so I've assembled a panel here. We're going to talk to Jay. Jason from DAF Radio, uh, Gary from Saturday Morning Rewind, and also voice actress Katie Lee, who was one of our previous guests. Uh, you'll remember her as being Honker on Darkwing Duck, also as Sunny Gummy, and uh, a host of other characters. And if you're not familiar with some of her work, uh, you know, she was even Rolf the Dog on uh, Muppet Babies. If you're not familiar with her work, go back and check on uh, well, whatever episode it was. It was a pretty early on, uh, but go back and check it out. She was on the, the Neverland Podcast. We talked about her career and everything, and she's always a lot of fun. And uh, so I've got, I gathered them together. I've got a great audio. We had a great conversation, and I'm going to share that with you. And uh, I, I, hopefully you're all going to enjoy it. I enjoyed talking to them. I had a good time talking to them. We uh, talked a little bit about Christine's career and then branched off into talking about uh, – you know how uh, we enjoy the cartoons as a, a child and how much those mean to us and how they can still hold a special place in our hearts as we grow up. Uh, so it's a really great discussion. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's, it really hits that theme of what we're all about here at Neverland. But speaking of the Neverland podcast, I do need to get a little bit of information to you. I'm having a bit of a life change here this year. I have taken a new position with the Ford Motor Company, and uh, due to the schedule I'm going to have coming up uh, by the end of this month, uh, we're going to have a, a different time frame for when the Neverland podcast will be available for you to download. Normally, I've had them already, you know, Saturday or I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon, so it's ready for your work week on Monday morning. Uh, but that's not going to happen by the end of the month, or probably maybe I guess first week in February is when it's really going to kick in. 
Uh, it'll be, it'll start coming out midweek, say maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, so it's, you know, a bit of a change, but, uh, you know, we will continue on. Uh, just, you know, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, or Blueberry, so you, whenever those new episodes come out, of course, you will know. And, of course, if you're following us on Twitter, at NeverlandPCast, or following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast, we also do have a Facebook group that you can be a part of. If you're following in all of those areas, I will make sure that we are posting in those areas, although I guess Facebook is getting a little weird, and they might not necessarily let you see it, so you might actually have to look each time. But if you're subscribed on one of the prescribed areas, then you will, of course, know when every new episode comes out, and so you will not miss the thing and make sure you're telling everybody of course about these episodes and how much fun we're having at neverland and also do not forget to visit neverlandpodcast.com you can find all the information you could possibly want we do have a news page which is kind of a blog i have not updated in a while uh, we have some photos some cosplay and things like that uh and also on the website make sure you go to the link of um, patreon.com that I've put up there to where any donation you send through Patreon half of that will go, of course to Give Kids the World, which you can find out about that also on the website neverlandpodcast.com where I also have a link for that. You'll also um, look in the show notes show notes for anything that uh, might be available on iTunes, uh, since we're going to talk a lot about Darkwing Duck, I will find a link for you can purchase some Darkwing Duck episodes, provided, of course, iTunes has it available. I'll link it up for you, so you can just conveniently click right there, and, of course, everything you do there does help out the show. But uh, that's enough of me flapping my gums. How about we move on to some of this great content, the conversation I had once again with... Jason from DAF Radio, Gary from Saturday Morning Rewind, and, of course, voice actress Katie Lee. Enjoy! To Disney and beyond. Welcome, 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 Leverlanders. Uh, we have ourselves a nice little panel set up right here. Well, let's go with us, you know, just to introduce and go around the room of who we've got with us. We'll go with us, uh, our minor league, our little podcasting groups here. Uh, of course, you all know me. I'm the pan. You've been listening to me already in this show. But uh, over here, we're going to say to my virtual... Let's see if I was sitting on the map. That's over to my left. <laughs> to, to the west of me, we have Jason from the DAF Radio Podcast. Say hello. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? And then over <laughs> to my virtual right in the podcast universe, over from Raleigh, North Carolina, we have Gary from the Saturday Morning Rewind Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, Gary. Yeah, and, of course, I'm, there's that other I'm voice you just him. heard. She's back <laughs> again. Uh, one of the first big guests we had on the Neverland Podcast, voice actress extraordinaire, Katie Lee. Woo-hoo. Hi. Hi, everybody. Yay. Thanks for having me back on it. That's nice. <laughs> yes. And uh, we've had Katie on here and all of us, uh, three of us as fans and one of us as as someone who, who knew uh, this person. Uh, but we have uh, wanted to pay tribute on somebody who was really, in a lot of ways, meant a lot more to us than uh, than I realized when uh, the more I've learned about her career. But uh, Christine Cavanaugh uh, passed away this past December the 22nd. And uh, I, I tell you what, when I first heard uh, about this, I remember reading on Facebook, uh, Rob Polson had posted, rest in peace,
Louise Christine Cavanaugh. And uh, I was like, well, I wonder who that was. I wonder, was she another voice actress that he had worked with? And uh, then as I started seeing other posts up there, started seeing pictures of uh, Goslin and uh, Chucky from Rugwats. Uh, yeah, that was, I'm, I'm a good speaker. <laughs> this is why I work in podcasting. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, Babe and just all kinds of different things. And I was like, oh, my goodness, uh, this is a this is kind of a big loss. Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it does. Uh, and she, well, I'm so young too. But uh, so we've got to have a panel here so we can kind of share memories of watching her work, and uh, and Katie can share, of course, of working with her. So yeah, I, I guess we'll start with you, Katie, since you you met her long before we knew who she was. <laughs> Yeah, I had even watched her on TV before I ever worked with her because she was on a Nickelodeon show when when Nickelodeon was new called Salute Your Short. She was an on-camera actress, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, she was she was she was really funny in that show. And then but I think Darkwing Duck was her first animated job. Her first job in animation was playing Goslin on Darkwing Duck. So that was fun because I hadn't ever met her when we did that. She was new to the business, and uh, she was just so sweet. I mean, her uh, someone else, another director, posted something on Facebook that I have to agree with, that her performances were always really surprising. Um, her, her take on things was different and fresh and unique, and... She just had this energy. I just love the way she would talk and how her lips would, you know, when she was doing Goslin's voice. And, you know, Goslin had that sort of tomboyish, they might call it tomboyish attitude, but she was just like this really um, uh, forthright kid who just, you know, took life by, you know, the horns and I loved her portrayal of Goslin because she was just so funny. She's like just and she'd have all this energy. It was great. And of course my character was a lot calmer compared to hers. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you really played friends. off of each other though. <laughs> yeah. Did they have you audition together at any point before they cast you both as Hunker and Goslin? No, I think we met, you know, at at the studio, like usually happens. Like you get to work and they say, Okay, this is who's playing this, this is playing that. No, they they don't have people audition together uh, for for animated stuff. No, that that's pretty rare. People might actors audition together for commercials, but not for animation. Yeah, but you guys had such a great kind of a uh... I guess the chemistry and everything, the way uh, Honker and Goslin's uh, interaction, it was just like, you, it was so believable, you know? <laughs> that they well, had... Goslin was a leader, and in a way, you know, uh, uh, Honker was a little bit of a follower, so he was just there for her and, you know, keeping things calm. And But, you know, it wasn't until um, when Darkwing Duck came out on DVD, and, well, and when I started doing conventions a couple years ago, and I needed to make pictures, you know, to autograph. And so I opened up my sealed box of Darkwing Duck. And, you know, we we, don't, we couldn't watch those things back in the day like you can now. And I put in the DVD and started watching the episodes. And when you're recording it, you we always thought about 
you know, who's the bad guy? Who's who's our guest star? What's the show about this time? But when I was watching it a couple years, about a year and a half ago, I thought, wow, this is really about a great relationship about a father and a daughter. More than mm-hmm. anything, it was the, the writing just blew me away. The performances, the animation, and and that's what struck me this time watching it was because you know I probably didn't even watch it that regularly. You know, once it was in the can, you know. Uh, but now I think, wow, that was a really special, what a great relationship those two had. And um, it was, so, I'm so honored to be associated with it because it was so much more than just who the bad guy is this week. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I had missed out on because I, uh, I I had only seen so much Darkwing Duck when it was airing, and then uh, I was writing a review of an episode for Jason's uh, website for dafradio.net, I think it is, or is it a .com? Yeah, .net. Uh, but- dot net but uh i so i went and checked out from the library the the first season of darkwing duck and i had actually never seen the two pilot episode uh because i believe it was a two-parter i think yeah because part three with yeah, it was, it was. but uh, i had not seen how goslin had came into uh the family uh i i had i had often watched darkwing duck before i think well whatever happened to goslin's mother and then finding out that she had been this orphan that that drake mallard had taken in and uh so you got like this kind of new family and it, it really brought out a different side for Drake Mallard because at the first, the beginning of the episode, he's all about his, his training in this crazy way that he's fixing his own breakfast and timing himself. Right. <laughs> it was and he hilarious. Has to take care of a little kid. Yeah. And then suddenly he's got this little girl and it completely changes his life. And, uh, I, it really was, it, it, you, you hit it right on the head. It really, the heart of it was really that relationship with him and Goslin. And then suddenly you bring in honker and his family and you've got like this mm-hmm. regular world type of thing with his crazy best friend launch pad. And then, in, in the, in the, um, acting world in the, from the actors, I had the same father as Goslin because Jim Cummings played Honker's dad too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the the uber talented Jim Cummings that the, it was such a completely different kind of voice and style. Right. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I agree with Katie that you know when I was a kid and I and I watched Darkwing first run and I watched I think every episode as a kid. I loved that show. You know, um, that it was more about the villains, I think, for me, you know, like, ooh, what cool villain is Darkwing going to fight today? You know, but looking back as an adult, it's more about Darkwing and Honker and Launchpad and Goslin, this like family unit, you know, and I really think that, you know, Terrence McGovern, you know, Jim Cummings, Christine, you know, you, Katie, you know, it was a really talented cast. You guys did a really amazing job. And I think that is ultimately what holds up the best with that show. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty funny. It was very funny. Um, and yeah, it was um, the first time I think we did a series for the Disney Channel, a new animated series for the Disney Channel, not ABC Family or whatever Disney owned, you know, network wise. It was for the Disney yeah. Channel. That was. Um, yeah, I think the first one. And then, of course, you know, Christine went on to do all kinds of cool stuff after that. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, I'm, I'm, I got to go pick on the, the first major thing 
that although that is not pro- probably quite in order, but the major thing that sticks out for me uh, is Babe. She was so great in that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, the main thing that sticks out for me, and I'm going to find a sound clip of it, although it will, it will, it will stab me right in the heart every time I hear the clip. But the way she had just enough of a cry in her voice when at the beginning of the movie, when Babe is uh, is there with the the dog that's kind of taking Babe in, and just says, <laughs> "I want my mom." That over time, <laughs> it just rips my heart out. Oh yeah, and I could totally see it because I, I I can see Chrissy with her little lip wavering because she she was really her lips were very expressive. That sounds weird, but if you watched her perform, uh, she had this kind of gangly body that you know she was wiry and, and tough, but um, she had the you know it's funny when you when you go to imitate somebody. You always look at how they form their words and how their faces look, how their bodies move. And she just had the, her, it was in her lips with a lot of her acting. You could hear that with her crying too, right? Yeah, but just her voice, she could make me cry. Because I tell you what, I can't get through, babe, without being like all pixie dust in my eyes and everything. Baram you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such funny a funny Tim and I did a, um, for the Saturday Morning Rewind, our our most recent podcast, we did an in-memoriam for the voice actors that we lost this past year, and and, uh, we opened it with her singing Little Girl Blue from Darkwing Duck, which was devastating. (laughs) Um, Because there's so much emotion in that song when she sings it, especially now, you know, after the fact. Mm -hmm. I think that's what was so stressful. Um, I mean, sometimes people don't understand because we think cartoons or voiceover, what an easy job. But you, if you're good, if you relate to your characters and you, and it's very energetic, it can take a lot out of you. And it, you know, it sounds crazy to come home and complain. It's not complaining, but just say I'm really exhausted from what I did today. And I think that was stressful for for Chris. It's a lot of, you know. It's it's a lot of work because she did put a lot of you know energy. All her characters oh, yeah. were were extremely you know high speed, and um, I think even you know Babe nobody emotionally yeah. Oh yeah. So that's you know I think that's one of the things that she got tired of is you know you have to be on. It's it's you know when you go to work you gotta put everything aside and it's lots of energy and focus and usually you know it's great you're you know it's fun but she was in a lot of things at the same time and uh, you know who knows nobody really knows much too much about her personal life I don't even know if I ever met her husband at the time we used to talk about him but um, you know. It, it 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 was stressful. I know part of it is why that's why she left. I don't think she didn't like what she was doing, but it just was, you know, unpredictable and stressful. <laughs> well, you know, she at least had enough of a body of work that that's that's going to live on for a long time, though. Oh yeah. You know, I really I really believe a lot of the characters she created. They're they're with us for a long time, and I think a lot of them still hold up, and they matter today. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And although I completely missed Rugrats. <laughs> I, <never laughs> episode. I feel like I must have missed out on something. You know, I feel the early seasons were the best. That's just my take on that show. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to me also. This is how I personally found out that Christine passed away. And I think that this really testifies uh, what a you know major figure she was in the lives of, you know, the children of my generation, you know, or, you know, Gary or, or Jeremy. Um, I found out through Facebook, you know, through the little news feed. And if you know how those things work, it's based on how many people are, you know, typing about it on their Facebook page, you know. And oh, I the have news no idea she, how those things work. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally how that actually works, is that it's all based on, you know, how many people on Facebook are writing about this article, you know, this yeah. bit of news. Oh, and so the fact that... I thought it was if your friends that, write about it. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that she was like in the top three for a while when that, when the news first broke, you know, mm-hmm. I really think that points out how much, you know, her fans care about her. You know, I posted um, on our Facebook page on, on the Disney afternoon forever Facebook page, you know, um, uh, kind of a, my own little tribute, you know, thanks for the memories. And I was just amazed at how many likes that thing got in such a short amount of time, you know, and I've gone to other websites and other fan sites and it's just, you know, she was a very beloved figure to her fans. So, well, she was, you know, just a really total professional, um, you know, nobody could ever say anything bad about her. She just came in and, and did her work. But she, you know, wasn't big into the Hollywood aspect of, which most voiceover actors aren't anyway. But even, you know, uh, just totally, you know, not, just enjoyed doing what she did and living her life and very professional, always pleasant. You know, you won't find anybody say anything, you know, bad. That's why she was so missed. Like, wow, you know, why did she leave us? She left us when she moved away. And that was the strangest thing. And just, yeah, yeah without, she just cut ties with everybody. And, uh, boy, I, the the ongoing series, uh, you know, with Dexter's Lab, which was one of my favorite cartoons, even as an adult when I started watching it, uh, yeah. when she left, Dexter was never quite the same. The the, the replacement voice was, was like, it sounds like Dexter, but it doesn't sound like Dexter. Just something was yeah. missing. Well, yeah. and I think that that's the, the, the art of voice acting is, you know, you can, anybody can, oh, I can imitate this or that, but the actor brings so much to the role. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's more than just a voice. It's a it's a whole embodiment of a character. It's her, you know her sense of humor, her you know timing, her whatever you know. And that's why they say if you want to create a character voice, you should either do a really bad imitation of somebody who's famous, or do a really good imitation of somebody nobody knows. But you'll never be exactly the same as you know anybody. It's your own yeah, for me, for me, I uh, I grew up watching Rugrats probably more than anyone else here, and I remember. Well, there were two things I was obsessed with, and that was, uh, ironically, Rugrats and Adventures in Odyssey. So yeah. um, with with that, I, I grew up um, 
or Who's I think in the same Matthew? year. This is Gary from Saturday Gary. Morning Rewind. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, oh, yeah, pleasure is all mine. <laughs> but but with, with uh, Christine and with uh, E.G. Daly, those were like two of the first names that I actually knew when I started delving into voice. And then, of course, was, you know, Katie Lee and Will Ryan, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, I can really thank her for turning me on to this world of voice acting. And, and I, it just really hit me hard whenever she died. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I kind of, I hate to say I kind of uh, forgotten a little bit because she hadn't been, you know, talked about in a while. But yeah. she died, it kind of brought back all the memories of how great she really was. Right. Yeah, and you don't think about how much these voice actors, uh, how 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 big of an impact they have because you kind of grow up listening to them. Uh, I think I've almost gotten where I, I've I've kind of been able to focus more with because also I love Adventures in Odyssey. And over the past few years, I mean, uh, as the time I've li- I've listened, you know, like when Hal Smith passed away, and uh, uh, my goodness, uh, I can't, my brain's gone out there, but um, oh, longer. Oh, just, yeah, so many people Walker? have passed. Yeah, Walker Edmonston and uh, and the one just more recently uh, who was on the Partridge family Dave who Madden. passed away, Dave Madden. My brain went out the window for a second. Thanks, y'all, for covering. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> to have all these people pass away that, you know, through having listened to them on Adventures in Odyssey, uh, that you get so used to the different characters, and then you find out of all the different, you know, the animation they'd worked on that you're like, oh, my gosh, I used to watch that, and I used to love that, and uh and only recently when I did a, a uh, an episode here for Mickey's Christmas Carol that I realized that Hal Smith had even voiced Goofy in that. And even Will Ryan had, had been Willie the Giant at some point. And just yeah, all the people actually, who... Uh, Will's... Oh, yeah, Will's um, Pete, too, in that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And so Alan Young wrote wrote the movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much great work, and I think it's uh, it so often goes so unappreciated until you get maybe as, as an adult, and then you you hear the the voice of a, of a voice actor, and you connect it with the, the characters you grew up with and loved as a child, or even as an adult who is a big child, uh, you know, because I never grew up really, and so you have that connection. It's like, wow, these people really meant a lot to me, and even though I never ever saw their face, their voice. You know, is always going to bring back those happy memories of watching that animation or or listening to something on the radio. You know, it's it's a very very special thing, and so you really do kind of feel that loss. So, you know, it's it's. I guess I can't quite fully equivalent to Robin Williams because everybody felt that one around the world. But it's that same type of thing where they mean a lot to you, even if you never saw them. You know. Yeah, I think um, that's very sweet, and I'm really thankful to get to. To hear that, because I think, you know, sometimes we're in our own little world. And the one good thing is I think all the work that you mentioned, all the things that people do, we do it because we like to do it. And, it, you know, there may never be an audience. <laughs> we'll be happy. But then to hear that feedback later on, it's like, wow, you know, somebody else really it means something to them, too. So that's nice. Yeah, I think it's because as a kid, because voice acting is done so well as a kid, you believe those characters are real and no one can tell you otherwise like, yes, I see it's like a drawing that's moving, but but it's real to you. And then as an adult, you realize, okay, well, this was a performance. And yeah, that's when you start really connecting. It's like, hey, there were people who really 
put a lot into it that they you you couldn't see them so they had to put everything into their voice to deliver that performance to get across that emotion or to make you laugh in some fashion and it's it's really something i think that's why i, I whenever you can see clips at conventions and they have some voice actors in that there's people who are just like they were the voice of who oh my goodness and everybody just like oh man i just can't wait to see them and i want to hear them talk and hopefully talk at some of the characters i love and we get mm-hmm. excited about it well, there's something very right. intimate about your ears. Yeah. yeah. Very true. And I, I think I'm just a geek because <laughs> I was paying attention to all these voice acting names back when I was a little kid. <laughs> mm. Well, you're one of us, obviously. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I, I knew about all of you, Katie. I mean, I won't say all of you because even now, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm coming up to names. I'm like, whoa, no way, you know. Because there are a lot of voice actors. There really are. You know, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. But um, the the ones that pop up a lot, you know, I, I, I knew about them when I was a kid. And so it was really a thrill as I'm starting to get to meet a lot of these voice actors, you know. And um, it's, it's really awesome. I'm, I'm really sad I never got to meet Christine. But she mm-hmm. sounds like a really amazing person. She was, and she was really very shy. Because I don't know if you would have ever been able to meet yeah, her. Yeah, I... I really I didn't know that, her right? anyway. I think she, you know, she yeah. obviously had very close ties with her family in mm. Utah. And, uh, you know, she came out here. She came, she saw, she conquered, and she had enough. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know, fair, you know I admire that, I guess. No, yeah, definitely. Well, and that's one of the things I really love, and I kind of knew this anyway growing up in L.A. as a kid, but y'all are just people, you know, and you have wives and you have kids and significant others and you have hopes and dreams just like all the rest of us, you know, and the great thing about your job, though, is that you're able to transform that into a performance you know, it's it's kind of cool, actually, if you really think about it. You well, know. we're very fortunate in that, uh, you know, until social media reared its ugly head, nobody saw what we looked like. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who we were. And we really well, did, did do I, it. I, hmm? I was going to say, I did because I, I bought that Adventures in Odyssey book. So <laughs> I saw your yeah. face back when I was like <laughs> 10, and I was like, oh, that's what Katie Lee looks like. I know, that's funny, but I mean, normally, you know, we're pretty camera shy, so it's not unusual to have, you know, when you have a lot of attention turned on you, maybe like Christine, who may have been even more shy than some of the rest of us. Well, and that's, you know, a good point. I'm actually just kind of connecting the dots here. Maybe this has nothing to do with it, but the time period that she retired is when the internet really started to pick up. Just putting that out there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's part. Of, maybe that was part of it too. Is that 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 pressure to to be out there more publicly with the internet could be. Well, it's kind Not of so funny because she wasn't on media. camera actress. She wasn't on camera actress too. So that's true. You know, it's it's yeah. She had. A, I don't know. You know. I really don't know. I know. Just know that. We've always missed her, always wondered how she was doing, what was going on with her. And it would have been nice to have news that, you know, she had accomplished something wonderful like climb climb Mount Everest instead of just finding (laughs) out, you know, that she had passed away because it 
you know, and I, and I, I hope that she knew that we missed her. I hope she knew that we cared about her and appreciated her. Um, you know, but because I know as soon as uh, Facebook existed, I started looking for her, you know, to see if I could find her with the internet when it started getting better. Like, where is she? You know, I'd just like to say hi. Yeah. You got a little reclusive there. Well, I guess probably only her family will know what was really going on because there's there's rumors of she just wanted to spend more time with her family, which is totally respectable. And there's rumors yeah. of, you know, uh, leukemia or who knows. So mm-hmm. yeah, and her family's going to know for sure. I'll, you know, a lot of women, especially in the business, and, you know, I don't have to mention any names, but when you're close to them and they may be dealing with cancer or some other diseases. And and when you're an actress, it's almost like, you know, it's the kiss of death doesn't sound right. But, you know, if, if anybody knows you're dealing with anything, it really can, um, jing, you know, make people not want to work with you or think you're not healthy. So a lot of people go through things in this business that are kept, is kept secret. Um, they're just, you know, doing, getting by because, you know, I think I've mentioned before on one of some, one of your podcasts, maybe you know we get fired every day. There's no guarantee that we're going to have work, so that you know we have to always appear to be available. You know, and and there was a time in my life when I was going through stuff and I wasn't very available, and it changed. You know, I think in some respects the course of my career because the talent isn't isn't all that matters it's there's a lot of other factors as well Mm -hmm. so you know who knows if if you're dealing with something that you don't want people to know about uh it can you know that's the one thing you know you may not be rich in this business but you can definitely be famous (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we've we've had that discussion before katie rich and famous i know about yeah. that but yeah you know i i i'm really happy though that a lot of these these uh performances christine gave are on dvd not all of them yeah. you know but a lot of them are a lot of them are and that's great you know it's yeah. a great way that it will continue you know this work that kids that haven't even been born yet will get to enjoy for voice acting talent, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Because well, if I had any kids, but I could share it with my kids, and then they could grow to love it and share it with theirs. Uh, and everything's going digital now, so it's all going to be stored somewhere on some massive computer, <laughs> you know, that you can oh, always wow. share it with the next, the next generation down. Well, mm-hmm. I wish I could give you guys a little bit more insight into Miss Chris, but you know, just know that there's. Anything good you read about her is all true. <laughs> I'm curious, since we have you on the, the phone here and we're, we're talking about this, what was your favorite memory with her working on Darkwing Duck? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, man, we you know, it was a really fun show to do. I just think I don't have one specific memory. Just... Just working with that, you know, her energy, just being surprised at how things would come out. And then, and then I think 
when we finally got to see it animated, because you never know how it's going to look until it, you know, happens, right? Yeah. And, and then to see how perfect her voice was for how they animate. That's always a great thing about it, to see how that comes out, you know. Um, so I think that is a, a great part of working with somebody and seeing how the, the final product comes out because that's always really exciting. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think God, uh, Hogger would be so very sad just to, you know, because he's always going to miss her because they're very best friends. Yeah. I think we're all gonna miss her too. Just well, heck, we—I guess we've been missing her since 2001 when she retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, but for one last thing, though, definitely, Dee Dee, get out of my laboratory. Dee Dee, how many times have I told you to stay out of my freaking secret laboratory? <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I saw Dex, oh my goodness, I was like, oh, that is hysterical. I mean, really, she had a lot of stuff in her. You know, when you when you first work with somebody, sometimes people get a gig, you know, it's their first animated show, and you think, okay, well, this is great. I wonder if they'll be able to sustain, you know, or book another, because, you know, every series, it's a new experience, you audition. And, and then it was like, who is playing Dexter? And when I saw it was Chris, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I never would have imagined her doing that. And, you know, you just don't know what people have inside of them. And, you know, and you and at least, you know, in, in animation and voice work, people who are talented like like she was have the opportunity to express those things that are inside that, you know, you wouldn't get to do just on camera. And I was really impressed. I thought it was that was hysterical. Oh, yeah. Absolutely hysterical. And one of the things I always it was probably one of my favorite episodes of Dexter's Laboratory. For as much as Dee Dee would drive him crazy, the one episode where he finally gets Dee Dee and like like she's fired out of the lab, and he's trying to rehire a new person to kind of disturb him because he realizes he can't work without yeah. some sort of chaos behind him, and so he realizes he needs Dee Dee in there to destroy his stuff just so he can focus on his work. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I remember that one. That, that was probably the, the greatest episode because, like, this is why we keep watching because Dexter doing his crazy stuff. But there was that great brother and sister that, as much as Dee Dee annoyed him, you knew there was that that sibling love was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's good writing too. When you get mm-hmm. those combinations yeah. of you know great characters and great writing, you remember it. Yep, it mm-hmm. touches you. It's you know you, you guys are still talking about it, so it means something, right? Yep, I'll probably be 70 or I'll still be talking about cartoons I watched. <laughs> I've, actually got a, yeah, I've actually got a, a somebody got to me this for actually Philip, uh, you know, Lost Boy Phil, for anyone who listens to my show regularly, uh, will will appreciate this picture that he got me uh, that I have now on my wall for Christmas. It's a, a drawing of Peter Pan with Wendy, John, and Michael. And it says, grow wise, grow strong, but never grow up. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm going to grow wiser, stronger, and older, but I'm never truly going to grow up. I'm going to 
you know, keep that pixie in my pocket and that good attitude and share it with others and keep that youth going as long as I can until, well, until I'm in my grave and then I'll just transfer and I'll go to heaven and I'll be a big kid there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I still, I still, you know, repeat cartoons I watched when I was a kid that stuck with me. So, yeah, I get little phrases. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're cartoons are a huge part of your life. If if you're one of those people that watched them, I mean, and we're all, especially if you come to work with us and, and see, you know, any any scene or something reminds us of something we saw in a cartoon or there's something, you know, a crisis is going on. Somebody might yell, help, Cecil, help. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm referring to? You may not. That's my cartoon growing up, Beanie and Cecil. I think but, I've heard of it, but I've never seen that one. Oh, you better. Okay. I highly recommend now that there's YouTube, you can see everything. Watch Beanie and Cecil. Absolutely. I mean, one of my favorites growing up. And then when I did walk, work with Walker Edmiston, it turned out Beanie and he, when you work with these old timers and they fill you in on the real history, Beanie and Cecil was a puppet show originally. And Walker was one of the puppeteers. And, uh. Yeah, yeah. There's some history for you guys to look up. Yeah, I guess so. Cecil the <laughs> sea serpent. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. And and was it uh, was Dawes Beanie's voice? I think so. Yeah. Referring, of course, to Dawes Butler, or yeah, should I say, the great Dawes Butler? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, I will always are... love best for Yogi Bear. <laughs> that was a, a very satirical cartoon. You should watch it and do a little show on it and inform your your listeners. Oh, it's definitely something fits in the alley of my podcast because I go Disney and beyond, so I don't have to stick yeah. to Disney stuff. Woohoo! I cheat. <laughs> cheater, cheater, cheater. Well, yep. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how you can how you can combine because they did an episode of Beanie and Cecil. I saw when I was playing around YouTube once about, and it was about Disneyland, but it was called Ditsy Land, I think. So if you have that, yeah. So there's an overlap there. They made fun of a lot of stuff, a lot of very fun. Well, I think uh, uh, Stan Freeze was in there, too. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So what were some of other your favorite cartoons when you were a little girl? <laughs> uh, well, I used to watch Davy and Goliath. That's not a cartoon, but with Hal Smith. It's animation. So it works. Okay. Gumby and Pokey. I was a big Gumby and Pokey fan. Yes, I love Gumby. Oh, they used yeah. to show that um, even when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I actually and, have a Gumby uh, figure on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, who did we watch that I would uh, now? Of course, my mind just went blank. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to, to watch Jay Ward stuff. Rocky. And oh Bullwinkle, yeah, Bullwinkle, yeah, Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that was it. Yeah, fractured fairy tales. I mean, you got every every character. That has ever been done since is pretty uh, much based on one of those characters, right? Yeah, totally. And the and legendary the, June Foray. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mighty Mouse. Mm-hmm. I was I used to watch Mighty Mouse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, here I come. But I like the funny ones. I like the you know the the Rocky and Bullwinkle, the stuff mm-hmm. that had more uh, 
adult humor, I guess, or puns. I I like puns. So if you watch yeah, Beanie and Cecil, Beanie and Cecil is hysterical. It's full of puns and adult humor. Um, and even though I was a kid, I guess I, yeah. <laughs> I mean some things you don't get till you're older, anyway, right? So, yeah, you, you, you know, I, good what? Oh, I said those are the signs of a good cartoon. Yeah, right. whenever I watch yeah. it as a kid and laugh, and then I watch it now, and I'm like, wow, that joke went completely right. over my head, and I still laughed. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. I mean, and so some of the Warner Brothers, you know, were like that, too, right? <laughs> Bugs Bunny and that. But, I, I, yeah, I would rather see something that was witty than watching things blow up. You know, like even mm-hmm. Wiley Coyote was fun, but not as clever as... Yeah. I don't know. For some oh. reason, I I got that humor when I was younger. <laughs> That's the great thing about Bugs Bunny is that he's kind of both, you know. Things blow uh, up, but he's also witty. But Yogi Bear, I mean, those were funny. Yogi uh, Bear is yeah. witty. Yeah. 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 And a good uh, healthy dose of the Flintstones. I I watched all kinds of Flintstones when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're funny, funny, funny stuff. Yeah, that's that's the the shame of today is now that you, you really have lost Saturday morning cartoons and even like the afternoon cartoons where you'd come home from school where they used to show a lot of those older cartoons and the syndicated cartoons. Now all you've got is Cartoon Network and the new breed of cartoons, which to me I just don't seem to have the same appeal. Uh, and even Boomerang is showing more recent ones that still have some good ones like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I thought was great, innovative, and hilarious. I loved that show, mm-hmm. and it's great to see some of the some of the I, I call them the modern classics now still getting around. But you really miss out on a lot of stuff. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, on the Disney Channel, you could watch Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and you could watch those classic cartoons. Now, unless you're willing to spend about fifty to seventy dollars somewhere on eBay, you're never going to be able to watch a classic Mickey Mouse cartoon, and and, uh, you know, if it weren't for Boomerang, there's no one who actually shows any of the classic Looney Tunes anymore. And those yeah, used to be common. Well, that's probably because everything, even before it gets on TV, ends up on YouTube. So it's hard for anybody to yeah. own anything. Yeah. You know, that's why the... I'm, that's I'm my frustration. That's that's my frustration with, I mean, not just the Disney Afternoon cartoons, which is kind of my focus, but just any of the cartoons, even like the, the classic Disney shorts or the Warner shorts or, you know, I, I understand that a lot of the studio executives want things to go digital, you know, and I'm not necessarily a fan of that, but I understand that. But then they don't put the stuff out there. Like, really? I mean, just I, I, I hate the idea of these classic cartoons collecting dust and no one enjoying them anymore because... I just feel like that was the point in making them was to have people enjoy them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been but, so long since uh, I've seen Woody Woodpecker. It's it's sad. Oh, Woody Woodpecker. I used to love Woody Woodpecker, too. Yes. But, I mean, yeah. that's the thing, though. You guys have to, you know, bottom line, nobody made anything unless they thought it would make money, okay? It oh, yeah. No, oh, I know that. It's a business, and, and all this, you know, Internet stuff has kind of changed, you know, no, it's changed the business. People are trying to figure out, yeah, what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just about all the shows I've worked on that I think were pretty amazing with got to work on with, you know, my idols. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. show them. Nobody knows they existed, except <laughs> your age. 
Yes, I think yeah. I think our age was the last age to know about these really classic cartoons. And I think all the kids since don't know who Yogi Bear is or Rocky and Bullwinkle or, you know, they're just, who are those guys, you know? And I, I think that's really sad. I really do. Well, yeah. anyway. Anyway, though, it's, it's great, no, though, okay. that the stuff that is out there is out there and that, you know, as time marches forward, these performances, there are still ways for people to enjoy them, you know? Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, and I, I mentioned this when after Robin Williams passed away, because I also talked about other, uh, not just voice actors, but just people behind the scenes that worked on these shows, you know, the Disney Afternoon show specifically, but it, it goes for anything, you know. Um, like James Avery, we lost him, I think, about a year ago, you know. And besides yeah. doing Fresh Prince, he did a lot of voice acting, too. It, the thing is, is that, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, the thing is, though, is that because of this particular profession that, you know, Katie and all these people are in, um, there's a little bit of immortality there. You know, I can pop in my Darkwing Duck DVD and Christine's there. You know, there's Dawson, you know, and that's, that's really special. That's really awesome. You know, you know, what's great too, is that I don't think I'm just going to say this and then I'm going to have to say goodbye, but it, it occurs to me that what is so amazing and wonderful about being a voice actor is that it doesn't matter as you get older, people don't look at it later and say, Oh, I see what this person looks like now, you know, like an on camera mm -hmm. actor and, oh, you know, and then they look at you and wow, they're really old because the, the voices that our voices don't normally change that much. And the character animated characters don't get old. Mm -hmm. So they don't have that kind of, um, uh, as you know, the performances you do on camera, if you look at Dustin Hoffman now and you look at him in the past, like, wow, that's the same guy or it's dated. When it's animated, I don't think it gets as dated if the humor, you know, if the stories are good and the voices are good. They're, they have a little bit more uh, longevity, I think, and less um, a judgment. I don't know if judgment's the right word, but they're not... Uh, viewed in the same light as as films. Yeah, I I agree. I was watching some of the classic Donald Duck shorts not too long ago, and I really feel that a lot of them still hold up today. I really believe that. You know. Oh yeah, especially that's, when that's he's really trying cool. to make waffles and he puts glue in the dough. I love that one. Exactly. <laughs> so I, nobody says, "Well, I don't want to listen to you know Donald Duck because he's old now." Yeah, yeah. You know, the age of the actor, the personality of the actor, whether we're alive or dead, doesn't change uh -huh. the appeal of the show. Yeah. yeah. Funny is always going to be funny. Mm -hmm. Well said. Well said. Voice acting is kind of a, a way for immortality, so to speak. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's also... It's that great way to, to reach somebody when they're very young and they can stay with them all the way till they're an adult because you can just always have that voice always there. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And I have many of them. <laughs> well, thanks, you guys. I have got to um, say goodbye. So I'll let you carry on if that's okay. All righty. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show again. again. 
Thank Thanks, you. It's nice to talk to all you guys. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up by once again uh, going through uh, our our round circle here. So we had uh, Jason tell everybody a little bit about your show and your website. DAF Radio or Disney Afternoon Forever. That's what the DAF stands for. We are all about the Disney Afternoon. So, you know, we were talking about uh, Katie, you know, Katie Lee, and she worked on Gummy Bears and Darkwing Duck, and you know, we're talking about Christine, and she worked on Darkwing Duck, and so we're we're all about um, focused on a uh, protecting the history and collecting the history of the first about decade of Disney television animation, otherwise known as the Disney Afternoon for a lot of people at home, and we also are trying to get the DVDs released. So there, there are actually some more of the DVDs, the final volumes of Tailspin and Gargoyles and the first two of uh, Goof Troop that are going to be released retail. They're already at Walmart, and uh, in just a few weeks, they'll be everywhere. So let's, we're really excited about that. And they can follow you on Twitter at DAF Radio, right? That's right. Or just look on Facebook, Disney Afternoon Forever, or, of course, as you mentioned on our website, which includes podcasts with interviews like with Katie Lee, uh, DAFradio.net. And Gary, it was it's a recent addition to the Saturday Morning Rewind. So tell us all about how people can listen to that. Yeah, uh, well, there's many there's many ways. We are located on iTunes. Uh, just do a search for Saturday Morning Rewind. We have a website, which is www.saturdaymorningrewind.com. And uh, we have all sorts of things on there, including links to the podcast. We have reviews of uh, cartoons, movies, video games, pretty much anything uh, that you can think of. Uh, we also have an awesome tribute page and um, all sorts of pictures, cartoon trivia, and um, just a lot of stuff. We've recently created a Pinterest page that we're trying to uh, get, uh, get the word around. It's got a lot of pictures from Facebook and also some exclusive stuff over there. And uh, we release two episodes a month. But the first of the month, it's a... Um, conversation with Tim and I, and the second interview comes out on the 15th, and it's an uh, interview with Tim and a voice actor. Uh, and it's not all Disney. Sometimes it's uh, Looney Tunes or, uh, or Warner Brothers. Or, <laughs> I'm sorry? Or G.I. Joe. That's the first episode I remember listening to. was talking That's to right. the, yeah, the actor yeah, who portrayed yeah. Duke. That's right. Michael Bell. Yep. That was cool. <laughs> I, I was like, was it's Duke. The first episode. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And he found out he was even a handy Smurf, and that's right, and That's and he great. was um uh, in relation to Rugrats, he was uh, Chucky's dad. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So yeah, wow, that's weird, huh? That's a great <laughs> way to wrap things up. The circle is now complete. <laughs> yeah. When I began this podcast, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, we couldn't get through a Neverland podcast without a good Star Wars quote. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, we can find Saturday Morning Rewind on Twitter as well, I believe, right? Twitter and Facebook, yeah. Just do, uh, and we're probably the most active on Facebook, so definitely check us out over there. Yep. Uh, that is at yeah. Saturday Morning Rewind, or is that what the? Uh, on, let me see. On Facebook, it's just at Saturday Rewind, and then um, just I'm sorry, no. On, on Twitter, it's at Saturday Rewind. On Facebook, it's Saturday Morning Rewind. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, go follow <laughs> <laughs> your yeah, mission please. for the week. Go forth, follow, <laughs> enjoy. At last, my greatest work completed.
Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPcast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright glue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. <laughs> <laughs>